episode of the Free Ballers Podcast, a Blue Wire Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, John Leary, here with Alexis, Alexis Cordova. Aha! <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? Free balling for free. Squish! All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a no look, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, you, you weren't looking at anything. <laughs> uh, what's happening, friendo? Chilla main. Yeah. Um, hell of a trade deadline. Uh, you know what I'm saying? As a Heat fan, we had a big day. You know what I mean? We got Victor Oladipo for like one of those hot sausages you get at the corner store. <laughs> it's next to the the little the pickle. Don't um, sleep on those, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, I can't I can't believe that Houston, you know, that that was the price for Victor Oladipo. Uh, I think I think Riley played some pretty good poker with them, actually, um, and was able to get a pretty good deal there for Oladipo, uh, very honestly. Yeah, um, so that kind of that kind of blew me away, um, even though I like those hot sausages. But uh, <laughs> Oladipo's awesome, um, which, by the way, not to get all up in my team here. My, yeah, my, it's fine. My fave team, my bae. It's all it's all trades. Yeah. Um, have, did you know that Victor Oladipo has like a beautiful, angelic, amazing singing voice? No, actually, I didn't even with all those adjectives, I didn't know how you're going to end that sentence or that question, I should say, because I do know the only thing I know about him is beyond the fact that he's a basketball player that's played for a few teams and that he's really good is that he models for, I think, the Gap or oh, wow. or one of those or one of those like. Cl- fancy clothing co- or fancy geez listen to me uh one of those one of those fancy clothing companies yeah he models for one of them too so one he's down there clothing companies i don't know hell i don't know I'll get- <laughs> i'm going down to the gap <laughs> i uh <laughs> i'm buying all the fucking cargo shorts and polos hashtag gap hashtag gentrify me for real um, no, but I didn't know that, you know, that's every model's dream, the gap. Uh, we know, we all know, um, cause I know about things like that, of course, uh, I'm an expert. Um, but, uh, this man can sing so well that, is that so? he could have been what he is to basketball. He could have been to music. I feel like. Really? Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, so I knew he could sing already because he did, um, he sang at one of the All-Star games and he also, uh, he's done things here and there, but he went on the ridiculous show, The Masked Singer on Fox, Ugh. which yeah. I <laughs> highly recommend watching on mute because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. Like, it's so funny to see like this, this ridiculous uh, almost mascot looking person with a microphone and then they flash to like the crowd and the judges and they're like in tears they're like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> and it's like what world are we living in it's, it's some real uh, Twilight Zone type shit but he went on that show and crushed it He was his character monster name or whatever was like Finga Majig no one knew who he was for a really long time 
but there's like a compilation out there floating around on the YouTubes that has like every single performance he did. And it's like, damn, like after every single song is over, you're like, okay, I do see you. But then like the next one comes on and you're like, damn, like uh, <laughs> it's nuts. So I'm, I'm happy that they, he, he might be like the, the best musician in heat history. I'd have to do my homework there, but I, I think it's very likely. That's um, I mean, you're talking thirty plus years of heat history here. So um, uh, I'd I'd be uh, I'd be curious to do the research on that. But but um, that's interesting. I I I, he, I didn't realize he was such a such a Renaissance man. Uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, I also didn't realize you've gotten pretty basic in your uh, in your later years. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not watching the Mass Singer. But well, I, I did go and look up his performances on The Masked Singer. That's because, fair. Uh, I was trying to, I was talking with Olivia and I was like, yo, did you know this man uh, has some bangers? And mm-hmm. um, so I went and looked it up and then we totally got sidetracked and watched like his, everything he did on the show. It was simultaneously hilarious and fucking just like what the fuck timeline are we in kind of vibes like when you watch that show but yeah anyways uh yeah it's uh i mean cre- creativity's dead there are no more original ideas uh but that's just a side note so <laughs> yeah. he did bring up an interesting point like uh once he they you know figured out who he was or whatever um he talks about how he never had an opportunity to sing like that where uh because of being an NBA player, like everyone recognizes him and stuff. So like to, to sing and it's not just like, yo, it's Victor Oladipo singing, you know, which I'm sure for him gave him an opportunity to like, just see what he, what he's got, you know, cause you, he probably gets cr- extra cr- cred for being a professional basketball player. It's like, wow, you can do that and that, but he, but he gave him an opportunity to see like, how can his voice stack up? to when when you don't know that he's got a real sweet little floater who are the <laughs> and uh, yeah and and he can dunk like a motherfucker um yeah it's, this guy was in a dunk contest as black panther he um true yeah so i was gonna say who are the judges on this show i mean i i don't and look I'm, oh, I'm, man. I'm not gonna pretend like i'm a good musical judge I, I i like to think i have pretty good taste in music but who are these Gee. judges just for <laughs> See, we're off in the weeds here, but if I tell oh, you who the I don't judges care. are, if I tell you who the judges are, it remove all credibility from what I said. Well, but there's I, a reason why I asked. <laughs> but I feel like it doesn't take away from like just the how awesome he was. I think any judge okay. would have thought that too. But the judges are part of why it feels like some weird Twilight Zone, like uh, uh, fucking. Berenstein Bears type timeline shift shit <laughs> um, because the judges are like a one a blonde woman who I have no idea but I think might be Jenny McCarthy possibly oh, is yeah, like my right. only guess and then um, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls like Nicole whatever the fuck her last name is I can't say it um, <laughs> And um, then <laughs> fucking some dude that I'm trying to think of right now. Oh, fucking Robin Thicke. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, that Thicke guy's a, a singer. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, 
I think like Ken Jung. I, I don't. I think that's his name. Ken Jung. Uh, yeah, the comedian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he might be the most talented person of all the judges, and he doesn't even like sing and shit, to my knowledge. But no, he's a fucking no, no, doctor. No, 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 no. Yeah, but and he's an actor, so it's like I feel like he's you know. he's there for comic relief. Um, yeah. and dude, okay. I think he watches the NBA because uh, he knew that Victor Oladipo had a knee injury, and that's like why he oh, was probably able to do that. So he he was watching the dude's movements, and uh, I feel like he must watch basketball because none of the other people would have ever thought about that. And he guessed he's the only one who guessed correctly that it was Victor Oladipo. Oh. Okay. So yeah, Jenny McCarthy, uh she's the anti-vaxer. Um, right? Yeah, which is like <laughs> kind of surprising to me that anyone would would fuck with that, you know? Yeah, I'm a little uh, especially during a pandemic, but I mean, whatever. That's I guess that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh I mean, I, I guess she has she brings something to the table. I'm not sure what. Um Robin Thicke I think has she has talent. So does Ken Jong. Ken Jong, by the way, is a doctor. Uh, you're right. We are in exactly. the weeds, by the way. Yeah. Ken Jong no, is a doctor, he, but also a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly feel like he's the most talented person of the whole panel. And like, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Now we're getting into my feelings about the match. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I, I just had to know some names there just to see who oh, is yeah. judging talent because I, I'll tell you what, I trust your opinion for, uh, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to see like who's judging this sort of thing. Just yeah. determine who's a good singer and who's not. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Victor Oladipo fucking sang his fucking ass off okay. right, on, on the show. And I did. I already knew he could sing and I've heard his music before. And I was still like, damn, dude. Um, and a little the last mass singer note that I'll leave here is um, Nicole Scherzinger. The yeah, so just looked her called, up. Uh, woman and recording artist. Um, she had kind of made a little joke that uh, the dude sang so well, and she knew he was a pro athlete in the NBA, and she guessed uh, that it was Markel Fultz was like her guess. Oof! And uh, she, she like uh, she said it as a. Like my future husband, Markel Fultz, or whatever. <laughs> okay. And then, so then it turned out to be wrong, and it was Victor Oladipo. Oh, she, then, I'm sorry. She, she guessed this uh, before he took the mask off. Of course. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I'm sorry. I was about, I was kind of laughing at because uh, that she was mixing oh, up the yeah. players. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would my also apologies. be funny. Yeah. It was, that would yeah. also be funny. Um, but anyway, so then it's like the big reveal, and it's Oladipo. And then uh, they still, somebody asked him, like, would he go out on a date with her or whatever? And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, we can go anywhere, anytime, any place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that was kind of funny that, like, he didn't care that even 10 minutes ago she thought he was Markel Fultz. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, when he had the mask on and shit. Do you think she would be just as interested in Markel Fultz? No, like, honestly, actually- I think she hit the jackpot on that one. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> It's just, uh, I don't think Markel Fultz can sing. He's not that, he's a little younger. Like, uh, it would be like, you know what I'm saying? He's going to like, he wants to go to like Chick-fil-A and shit, probably. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's had a rough start to his career of yeah. being a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to the Orlando Magic, though. Like, um, 
they they did not trade Markel Fultz and um they traded just about fucking all the rest of them motherfuckers. And- yeah. They um they had a complete uh fire sale basically uh and just got rid of anybody that was I guess in their late twenties and making a good deal of money from them. Um and they're going young and getting draft picks and rebuilding yet again. So that's their uh yeah, they were the biggest they were the biggest uh story basically yesterday. It's just where is every good player on the magic going to go? And it's funny, it just man, just after seeing all the trades they make, I was like, how come the Magic didn't do better while they had all these players on their team? These were like these were pretty good players, right? I mean, Vujicic is is awesome. The Bulls are the Bulls upgraded tremendously getting him. Yo, Fournier yeah. Fournier went to the Celtics, who I think, if I'm Which being is- very honest, I think Danny Ainge, that's who he wanted the whole time. I think the Aaron Gordon thing was a little bit of a swerve. Um, okay. I think he wanted I think he wanted a, a swingman who could shoot the whole time, to be very honest. Um, so yeah, yeah so, so Evan Fournier, I'm, I'm very excited about Evan Fournier. It's yeah. Celtics just got another 20 point score and didn't lose, um, anything for it. Basically they gave away yeah. two draft picks. Um, so yeah, Vujicic, Fournier, Gordon goes to the Nuggets. Um, yeah. there was those two other guys that left too. I think these magic players are going to go to these new teams and, uh, people are going to be like, Oh damn, that guy's awesome. You know, yeah, like exactly, they just uh, got buried in the magic, and and it wasn't a good mix, and like uh, it, it, things happen. But I mean, re- speaking of Oladipo, remember when he went to the yes. Pacers? Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, this guy yeah. is that you know, uh, this guy's really good, and um, Vucevic already. I think he's awesome. So I think he's already proven, you know, that he's an all-star level player. But he I is. still think well, he's, been, he's he is an all, he's been to the all-star game. So yeah, yeah. I still think that like uh, being in a place like Chicago, he's going to be in a much larger market. He's in a you know one of the historically most beloved teams uh, in in Chicago. I mean, and uh, I think he's going to have a lot of eyes on him. And people are going to, he's going to get more respect. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I think the same thing's going to happen with Fournier. Um, every time uh, the, the Magic have a funny relationship with the Heat because the Heat typically um, like outperform them or whatever, like not even throwing shade. I mean, it's just no. realistic. And, uh, but the Magic kick the Heat's ass all the time. Like when, when they, when it shouldn't happen, you know, like no matter what the heat could have like the most stacked team, but that matchup always gets intense. And yeah, uh, there's something interesting about those intrastate rivalries where it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how good either team is. There's always, it's just a good little rivalry that happens there. That's always fun. So yeah. And, uh, in those like heat magic games, uh, Evan Fournier, is like uh this dude is a badass like um if you looked at just his numbers in heat versus magic games it's like you it's like some michael jordan shit it's like ridiculous and i don't he is gets enough cred for that yeah he's he's a i mean i'll I'll admit and by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna recommend not doing this uh googling his last name Um, he, uh, this is kind of a side note because I've, I had to, I Googled him a little bit just to watch like highlights and stuff, because obviously I can't catch every magic game way out here in Northern California. Oh no. Um, oh, but no. It, it, don't, I, I told you not to, if you Google Fournier, you're going to find pictures oh, of particular. No. no, don't, don't. Does it, why did you do it? 
I told you not to. <laughs> he tweeted. Wow, he tweeted that out. Story, dude. I, I'm telling. Yeah, and this is what I was gonna say because I because you had a good story about your big your team's big pickup in Victor oh, Depot no. and that he's secretly a good singer. Evan Fournier, when he got traded to the Celtics yesterday, uh, tweeted out like, "Hey, Celtics fans, um, just wanted you guys to get to know me and everything." Um, uh, go ahead and Google my name if you didn't know who I was. And he did this as like a joke. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Do not, do not Google Fournier disease. Uh, there is oh, a, man. it's, it's, it's awful. It's bad. It's, it's similar to the blue waffle explosion that happened uh, back oh, no. 15 years no. ago. So yeah, don't look that up either. Um, anyways, oh, no. this is, but, all, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What I, I wish you would close whatever window you're probably looking at right now. This so. is worse. Uh, yeah, that's like <laughs> shittier than like a like boy named Sue situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, because <laughs> this is this is a whole thing. This is a whole. Well, the name Fournier is actually kind of pretty, right? Like that's a that's a oh, that's, a that's nice, what I'm saying. It's a I nice French name. This. I didn't yeah. know about this. It's it sounded like a, a fine name to me. You know. Yeah. And, uh, now I'm like, wow, like you, you unfortunate man. Yeah. <laughs> you might say it, uh, taints my opinion of him. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. you can skip that joke. Can- <laughs> oh no, that's fucking going in. <laughs> okay. Well anyways. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So both the heat and the Celtics got a major, uh, upgrade yesterday at the swingman position yeah, and uh, former magic players yeah, yeah. Uh, your guy can sing my guy's named after a uh, uh necrotic disease, disease. <laughs> after gang after a gangrene disease yeah, yeah so Liddy. um, um. <laughs> but no but no he is uh, i mean after i mean on a serious note he is a lights out shooter and um after just watching them uh the game that they lost to the, the really close game they lost to the bucks uh two nights ago where Marcus Smart, um, in the last like four minutes when the game was starting to get really close, Marcus Smart took some shots that were open. Um, he missed them. And not, not to get too deep in the Celtics stuff here, but they were open. He missed them. And everybody thought, like, why didn't Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have the ball in the last four minutes of the game with it being that close? Um, and then you say, well, you can't blame Marcus Smart. He took wide open shots, but he missed them, right? And yeah. so they immediately add uh and, and then of course the guy who almost who almost uh t- who took the game what would have been the game winner was daniel tice so ironically in the trade deadline day the day after they pick up fournier a guy who's pretty much lights out in the fourth quarter as far as three-pointers go and they yeah. trade away daniel tice <laughs> so so it was kind of interesting actually that the way that happened but um yeah no he's um i mean they just got it i mean I'll, I'll say it again they just added a 20-point scorer to the team um, and only gave up two second round draft picks. Um, if Kendrick Perkins is happy with it, I'm happy with it because he is never happy about anything. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I mean, um, just quick look through at Fournier's numbers, like the last few seasons of his career, just straight up points alone, just uh, 19.7. He's averaging right now. The fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, 18.5 15.1 17.8 17.2 15.4 this man is like a walking bucket yeah uh that that's fantastic that's a i think any team would be happy to get a dude like that and uh i'm happy for all these magic dudes um going out to to different situations and getting a taste of like some other shit even though he was on the nuggets for a couple seasons but um you know 
that's a that's who I was gonna give my okay award to is the magic because Ooh. they have had kind of like a stale vibe to me in the last like several years where right. we've seen them kind of trot out like like subtly different iterations of the same team and like uh almost to the point where like you could track their performance and like what the stories are going to be like year after year like every year like the first couple weeks like oh shit watch out for the magic number one in the east like damn yeah, you know? and then it's and then it tanks down and then they have like a resurgence like oh shit i wouldn't want to play the magic in the first round or whatever <laughs> you know and then yeah. it's like, oh, actually i would like um <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, okay. So, uh, it, okay. Well, I, I need to, I, I need to probe into your okay. Okay. Award there. Like, what are you giving them credit for? I'm giving them credit for finally, like doing, finally, like wiping the slate clean, so to speak huh. in a, in a major way. Like, because I, I don't, I'm not a magic fan, but if I was, I would be like kind of tired of just like nothing happening. I would obviously be sad to see some of these guys go, especially because it was like the best guys, but it's time mm. to, to get some new energy in there. It's time to, uh, you know, clearly those guys were great, but it wasn't going to, you're not going to beat the Nets or something, you know? So, um, um yeah, boy, I, I, I may go the exact opposite with you here on that. And I'll, I'll quickly explain why. Um, I, I have a soft spot for the magic because I lived a uh, majority of my life in uh, central Florida. So I watched a fair amount of their games, um, you know, on the sunshine network. Right. Um, Hell yeah. Gotta you know, the sunshine network, Man, right? Love the yeah. sunshine network. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have a little bit, a, a little bit of a soft spot for them. I remember when Shaq left and it was the way that the city was just devastated and, um, you know, Penny stuck around, but even that didn't work out too well. And, you know, yeah, they just, just they, they would cut it. Yeah, they they would they would come so close and yet and then it would then they would just fail pretty epically, right? With the they they anytime they made it to the finals, they've been swept. Yeah, um, the magic but, were all like one thing. I don't know why. Doesn't even <laughs> matter how hard to try. It's funny you say that because I I can imagine there must be a ton of Lincoln Park slash Orlando Magic fans in the Central Florida area. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. So I have a soft spot for them, but to back to your point, like in the past 10 seasons, they've made the playoffs four times. Um, I feel like this, what just happened yesterday to them is just business as usual. Um, okay. They have, a, they have a bad front office, to be very honest. I, I dug into the I, Yesterday, to be honest, I dug into the magic a little bit. Um, just okay, because, okay. They, well, well, I mean, they were, I mean, they were like the, they were like the major story of yesterday because they had the most yeah. amount of players just leaving the team and they were having a fire sale. Yeah. And so they, this is business as usual. They have a bad front office that does not know how to, I mean, they can't, either they can't scout coaches. I shouldn't say that doc rivers and Van Gundy were both good coaches for them, but true. Um, but man, there's something, there's something off that they just, they don't seem to be, um, they don't seem to be, have a winning mentality as long as they're making money. That's a, that team makes pretty good money because tourists go there to watch the other teams win <laughs> the other teams yeah. that show up in Orlando. They show up there for that reason alone. Um, I've watched games in Orlando. I've been to a few magic games myself. I mean, there's a fair amount of fans that don't give a shit about the magic that are at each game. Yeah. So um, I think they're just kind of okay with collecting the check at the end of the day. 
they'll yeah. they'll do the bare minimum. They'll draft as good as they can. They'll try to get some. Actually, as far as free agents go, can you remember the last time they signed a major major player? Yeah, I, I can't. And um, I just remember, you know, the uh, the the Shack teams, and then after that, um, when they had Tracy McGrady. There was like some some energy there, yeah. Um, potentially of free agency stuff. Like uh, I believe you know they swung for the fence and was they were trying to do the tr- T Mac Grant Hill Tim Duncan. Yes, which, they like, swung they, hard. Actually, and they actually T Mac wasn't even in that in, the initial three. It was Tim Duncan, Grant Hill, and somebody else. They got T Mac because that third person and I can't remember who it was um, ended up not doing it. No, it was Tim Duncan. I can't remember. Yeah. Tim Duncan, yeah, well, Grant Hill, and somebody else. But yeah, they yeah. ended up, but, but you were right. They got Grant Hill and Tim Duncan, basically. Yeah. Or, excuse they, me, Grant Hill and uh, Tracy McGrady. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and Tim Duncan was super close to, to making that decision, but it, it didn't happen. Right. And um, that's the only time I could think of when, when they were a major player uh, for a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I just, I, I think that that front office is not there anymore. And so yeah. it, here's the thing. Do you remember when you lived in Florida? Do you remember, I don't know if you ever had commercials for, do you remember Morgan and Morgan, the attorney? Nah, nah. No. Okay. More up North. Yeah. He's more of a central, okay, maybe he's more of a central Florida guy. He's kind of a celebrity in like the central Florida area. I mean, you, yeah. you, if you live there, you saw his commercials. He's just an attorney, John Morgan. Right. And he's a big like proponent for like, you know, legalizing weed and all that stuff. And he's just a, interesting attorney guy he's a major character in the central florida area and he tweeted out like somebody said to him hey why don't you buy the magic and he's like man listen the magic has had a bad front office for a long time they are not interested in winning uh they're just there to collect collect a check at the end of the day and uh i looked into it and yeah man that's that seems like the case i mean i yeah like i said i have a soft spot for them i'd like to see them do well at some point but man i don't think they're trying to yeah, I mean, I agree, but I I still give him my okay award because, you know, rather than be stagnant, I feel like they've been so stagnant for, for so many years. It's and, true. Uh, the team was, like, kind of starting to get, like, kind of good, but they could never, like, uh, get over that hump. And it kind of got to the point when you, you got to, you know, call a spade a spade, and it's like this team, this is this is how good they are. So we got to do something different. And, uh, you know, no one's going to develop or grow when there's like a set group in place that's that's already failing. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it's cool that they just reset because uh, we've seen in the past that you could be an organization like that and just get incredibly lucky. And they are uh, one of the many examples, like when they got Shaquille O'Neal. Um, but it's like, you know, imagine if there's a kid who grew up in Orange County or whatever, and he's like mm-hmm. a LeBron type, you know what I mean? Uh, just like LeBron yeah. came to the Cavs. Um, there's, you know, it's not out of the, it's not far-fetched for something like that to happen. Um, and not necessarily a LeBron figure, but like, uh, I still never think know. resetting the deck is the best possible thing that they could have done. And it's. Uh, it's both the best possible thing they could have done and also the only thing they could have done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of are, they're backed against the wall. So I think that's just, they had no other choice. So, but I mean, Hey, you can give your award to anybody you want, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I guess it's, it's sort of a take a wait and see attitude as to what's going to happen with it. Right. I mean, yeah. even, even though they're resetting the deck, I feel like, you know, there's other teams that are resetting better at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, not necessarily a good hand, you know what I'm no, saying? It's not, it's not necessarily good or I don't think they got like a, a huge haul for all their people, but you know, it's kind of like when, everybody's doing something and you're waiting on your team to do something and they don't do anything, you know, it's okay. like, uh, it's okay. kind of nice. I would say that, uh, you know, something is better than nothing in this case. And Fair. in that it's like, okay, we've chosen a direction, you know, we're not sure. going to go through another season of like just mediocrity. mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's when you, you know, it, it's, it seems to me like it's business as usual until I see something different until I see them do go in a slightly different direction, like in the off season. So yeah, I feel that too. especially when like, you're looking at OKC right now and they have what 34 picks in the next, like what, seven drafts or something. It's crazy. They have some, yeah. some crazy number of picks coming up and like, they are, they are retooled. I mean, I thought the Celtics did amazing when they did that trade with the Nets um, after the big three. But, uh, I mean, they did, they, they fleeced, they fleeced the nets a little bit and got, you know, Brown and Tatum out of it. But, um, but basically this is, I mean, that hall that OKC has, that's a team that is rebuilding correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Presti, uh, Sam Presti's like a high ankle sprain. You know what I'm saying? He ain't playing. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, speaking of high ankle sprains, do, should we mention, uh, Mr. James and his injury? Yeah, Mr. James uh, hurt his high ankle. His ankle, uh, he got really high and hurt his ankle. <laughs> um, the, these, are, ankle uh, these are unconfirmed reports. Um, yeah, but now they got to go at it with uh, no LeBron, no AD for a little while. And then uh, definitely opening a window. And I feel like, um, you know, you see a team like the Nuggets making that trade to get Aaron Gordon. They're looking at, you know, they're looking out at the field and they're like, okay, you know, we got got a shot here. And, uh, you know, that's good for them to make a little aggressive move like that. Um, That's a strong piece to add. I would have liked to have seen Phoenix do something similar. Yeah. Yeah. To try to load up a little more. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, they are, this is the highest they've been. uh, Well, not as high as LeBron James, but, uh, this is the highest they've been uh, in a long time. I mean, speaking of teams that are normally mediocre, like the Magic, mm-hmm. um, the Suns have been pretty much in that same boat for a while now. Mm-hmm. And since now they the have like... Left. They've got great... Excuse me? <laughs> since uh, since the end of the Nash days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since Stoudemire was there too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, yeah, and so, I mean, this is... They, they have a great coaching. They have uh, great young players. So, I mean, I kind of expected them to, to snag some, uh, look for something, make some kind of upgrade at some position, but um, I don't know, maybe they're confident with what they have. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing really well. And, um, you know, just got to watch that health with uh, Chris Paul, you know, he's like the ultimate weapon, but uh, just injuries have always kind of kept him from, kept everyone from seeing how far he could go really injuries and the Spurs. And like he finally conquered the Spurs, but then injuries, you know, like it happened. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he had, uh, admittedly he has been pretty ageless this season, so that's uh, yeah. That's, uh, uh, 
I'm a sucker for a pure point guard, you know, like, uh, and I think he's, mm. you know, the last of a dying breed, like, uh, as far as like, just the, the whole like cliche kind of like floor general shit, you know? Yeah. The John uh, Stockton type. Yeah. Because, you know, I think today's modern point guard is what would used to be called like a combo guard and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, they can score and pass. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to, all the best point guards right now, I feel, uh, can score the hell out of the ball. But back in the day, you know, you had to kind of QB your team and shit a little bit more. I feel like, uh, you weren't expected to be putting up the numbers like that. And, uh, Chris Paul has like a real fine balance between the two things I feel. And, uh, you know, uh, he's kind of annoying, but I really <laughs> love the way he plays the game. Like if he's, if he's on your team, you love him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so it doesn't surprise me really, because when you, I've seen a lot of old point guards, uh, play for a while, uh, just because when you have that skill set, it's always valuable. Like, uh, I remember the heat had, uh, this, uh, another Slovenian player, uh, Benno Udri. Uh, hmm. And he was like kind of getting old and he played for the, he, I want to say one or two seasons and he was like a backup point guard. And it it was just awesome to me that like, just because of his skill set of like, uh, of handling the ball and passing and, and running these plays and stuff that uh, he, he could hold it down as an NBA point guard, like at, at the right. age that he was. And it was effective. Um, I think when it's kind of like a jump shot, you know, if you got a wet jumper, uh, you're going to play for a really long time. Yes. And uh, if you can run the point effectively and like uh, make smart decisions and kind of set the the offense in motion, you're also probably going to play for a really long time. It's true. Yeah. No, he's proving it. Yeah, not to mention he's Chris Paul, so he's he's actually really awesome. So like that helps too. Yeah, he's one of. I mean, when he, I mean, he's 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 in the Hall of Fame as of today, and he's never won a championship. So he's um yeah he's 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 a top. Jeez, I mean, hot take top ten point guards of all time. You could even make the case for top five, maybe. So yeah, no, yeah, he's he's high he's, he's good. Yeah. Who would who would the top point guards of all time be? Really, like uh, you know, Magic Johnson, Kuzi, <clears throat> Stockton. Um, Stockton has to be in there. Um, Kuzi, yeah. I'm fine with. Um, yeah. Magic Johnson, you absolutely have to put in there. Um, yeah. That's three, and you could put in that, and that's that's three of the top yeah. five. For I would me, say. yeah, not to be on some old timer shit, but for me, I feel uh-huh. like that, all three of them just have to be. Because uh, not that I was around for it, but Bob sure. was like low key crossing people up, and uh, it was in a time when people weren't really doing all that. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I always look for like when you mention point guards, like top point guards of all time. I always look for like the guys who were doing thi- like I, I I would almost want to throw Pistol Pete in there, but I think like oh um, man, I got a soft spot in my heart for Pistol Pete, man. I, I do too, but I feel like the NBA like uh, powers that be wouldn't even put him in the top ten. Like you might find him in the top twenty, maybe. Yeah, he was kind of a uh, kind of a maverick, so to speak. You know, right? Yeah. Um, 
Rich. He's the all-time leading NCAA Division One scorer. Yeah. Uh, this Which, man averaged 44 points a game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was before the three-point line and before three point the line. shot clock. Yep. So yeah. It's not even like pace and all that shit helped him. Like, no, this man was a literal just bucket. Yeah, no. I mean, th- that puts him in the Hall of Fame automatically, but I, th- I think as far as like NBA history goes, they'll they'll leave him out for some reason. Um so they'll I don't know. I mean, it just is what it is. So Yeah, no. I, I got a I got a soft spot in my heart for him. I think it's cuz uh, I don't know if he had a lot of winning um in the NBA, but uh he's a five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA first team, two-time second team. Uh he had a scoring title. Uh, they put him in that 50th anniversary team, and uh, he has his jersey retired by the Pelicans, the Jazz, yep. and the Hawks. Yeah, so, uh, that's pretty cool. But it's true. He, I think, because he didn't win a championship and and have a lot of success in that way. Um, yeah, he doesn't get he doesn't get mentioned. But personally, I, he's on my top like go point guard list. Um, but you know. He's really a shooting guard, you know, and uh um uh I mean he might I mean you mentioned combo guards, he might have been the first. Exactly, exactly. He was like that dude. Like if he was around <laughs> now, he would be like, Oh yeah, this is how you play basketball, duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Dude's uh, rock. Ahead of his time. But yeah, I'm going like uh going like Stockton Magic. Not in no specific order. Uh, sure, if I sure. did, though, Magic was number one for me. But uh, probably Magic. Stockton, I'd be fine with that. Um, Bob Cousy, um, Pistol Pete. Obviously, we talked about him, and that's sure. like it's a hipster addition to the to the list. <laughs> um, more than welcome. But uh, yeah, then you got like um, Nash. You know. Nash is up there. I, I think I think Kid has to be up there too. Actually, yeah. just just with the amount there. of the actual amount of assists he has, yeah, he has to be up there. Um, I think Gary Payton deserves to be included, like yeah. uh, because of the, he's a different type of point guard than the rest of them, but still floor general type guy. You know, because he was def- defense minded, or yeah, yeah, he has the best defender out of all of them, probably besides yeah. Matt, like a locked in Magic. Magic, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's a that's an interesting list to make there. Um, I mean, I I mean, I don't know. A lot of people would disagree with any of the picks that we had. Um, I, I was surprised that you you threw Peyton in there that quickly. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's. I mean, it's a decent little list there. Yeah, for came sure. Came to mind. Came to mind. I'm sure I'm forgetting some people, but um, sure. But yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's at the end of the day. Chris Paul is going to be in that kind of tier of i'll agree so yeah i'll agree and 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 he's and you're right he might be the last of a dying breed too yeah yeah and i think the most important thing for the sons is managing his health uh clearly like i think uh because they just got chris ball and look at him they're they're contending for the best record in the nba yeah. So which is why I which I mean that leads me back to my point. Like you gotta surround him. I mean, he is he's in his 30s. You have to surround him with even with as much with as much possible talent as is humanly possible. Booker's yeah. great, Aiden's great, 
but you gotta you gotta put you gotta put some some as many pot you gotta just just make it like a hundred just make that team one just i don't know i don't even know how to put it in a word you have to like look at each position and say do we need this guy do we need this guy do we need this guy and then say how can we upgrade how can we possibly potentially upgrade the suns right now um yeah. because he is so close to retirement and the suns have so the suns have a very short window with all uh, and a lot of money that they're throwing at him so let's i mean make a trade do anything get rid of uh draft picks do something uh make a move i mean maybe maybe i mean look if they if they go all the way to the finals and win it this year then then they'll prove me wrong obviously but um they're third or fourth in the west i believe so you know and there's there's still a lakers team that may have um that by the way won the championship last year and still has lebron james and ad so you know they're going to be there i don't know yeah. i mean that's just me i mean i i would say let's let's make this roster as perfect as I, as we can possibly make it yeah yeah i guess like um they gonna they kind of got caught looking there a little bit and uh they they didn't pull anything off and it's almost like a statement um i w- if i was like running the team i would i would f- kind of like spin it as like uh trying to send a message of confidence uh to the to the players of like sure we were standing pat like we believe in the what we have going on and that we think we have enough and you guys can do this um but it's true um that that's something that always sucks when just to watch like a a tremendous talent, uh, a tremendous talent, like get kind of squandered in a way. Not that that's happening. Cause like you said, they, they could make it all the way. They're, they're yeah. more than capable. Sure. But, um, I, I just think about like, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade got three titles with Miami, but there were some years, which, which I would argue might've been his peak years where they just were not, in the position uh, to win a title and they didn't have the pieces around him in those years. Um, And it just sucks when you're wasting time with like a a special talent. And that's where I am. You know, Chris Paul is one of those players. Devin Booker is probably going to be one of those players when it's all said and done, you know? um, uh, Yeah. That's why. uh, Dame Lillard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The you can make the case for so many players, and uh, I think that's kind of what motivated the Heat to try to do something uh, to get Oladipo. I think he kind of fits like a a perfect balance between the timeline of uh, an older player like Jimmy, who's basically ready. He show he showed uh, he showed in the finals that he's ready to to go all the way. You know, sure, and and be the guy. And um, but then you also have Bam who is the other all-star Young, on the team, future but he's superstar. like 23. So yeah. um, you don't want to throw everything in and and sacrifice the future because you have a future when you have a guy like Bam. But at the same time, you can't waste the what Jimmy is putting out there on the court every night. So, um, you know, you got to make a move to maximize this, the window because it's, uh, it's right now for for those types of players like chris yeah you're guys you're maximizing jimmy's window but i think you also want to maximize bam's window which is so that's that's the difficult part right which is why which is why i feel they got jimmy to begin with right i think they knew Mm -hmm. what they had in bam so they're adding jimmy to the team um you know what let's uh let let me let me change um subjects a little bit here let's let's 
let's stay on the heat for a little bit here because okay, I mean, okay. Oladipo, big time pickup, and I'm, I, that's a smart move, and they should have done it. Um, the interesting thing is, I don't think Oladipo was their first uh, target in this trade deadline. No, I don't think so, neither. Yeah. It was Kyle Lowry, right? Going after that booty. Going after his booty. And they were unwilling to give up, as I understand, Tyler Harrow? Yes. Yes. Are you guys sure about this? I personally think yeah. that, it, that this is the best timeline, I think. Because uh, I feel like Oladipo is younger. Um, I think Kyle Lowry... I think the reason why Kyle Lowry was the first choice is, uh, number one, he's a badass. Like, any team would, would benefit from having him. Uh, championship experience. Yes. Awesome. Uh, and he and he did his thing, you know. He, it's not like he just sat around and, and got Kawhi to win it for him. Like, he actively won that championship as well. He plays dirty under the radar, which Riley really likes for the Heat. So that's a very Heat-like yeah. thing to do. So yeah, yeah. Riley likes fucking, <laughs> you know, hard-nosed, tough yeah. uh, it's Jordan rules type guys. Yeah. and um, But also, he's very good friends with Jimmy Butler. So I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Um, but I, I, and here's a kind of a hot take, and this is complete speculation. Uh, you know, I'm just some guy who's a, a musician, chef, podcaster. <laughs> oh, say, fucking... Save that second part there for later, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I think the Oladipo thing has been in play for Many seasons, actually. I, I feel oh. like uh, since D- Dwayne Wade was on the team, I feel like Dwayne Wade was kind of a mentor to Oladipo, if not like just an inspiration. And uh, I clearly remember them having chats like after games. And uh, Oladipo plays the same position, is kind of reminiscent of D Wade. And I think uh, Oladipo's always kind of had a, a, a spot in his heart for the Heat for that reason. But then also, um, pretty sure he vibes with and is kind of closer in age to like Bam out of bio. Um, I think Bam uh, and Oladipo might be friends. I'm not. I'm not super sure about that, but you know, Oladipo's 28, so he's like kind of in between Jimmy and Bam. And I think uh, I don't know though if Jimmy was like as gung ho about Oladipo as he was about Lowry because Lowry's like his dog and Lowry plays hard and tough. And, and you could see the, the similarities there. Um, but Oladipo, when the, the heat played them in the bubble, I believe um, there was allegedly Oladipo was tell, like on the court in front of his teammates, like saying that he wanted to play for the heat. Like, or like trade for oh, wow. me. Like, let, like y'all should trade for me. Like, I want to play with y'all. And uh, I don't think it was just the Heat. I think he was saying this to other uh, other teams as well. Um, this was like a little like TMZ-esque type story that was <laughs> happening like during the bubble. And uh, I think uh, Jimmy Butler didn't like that too much. I don't think Jimmy Butler uh, rolled with that because Jimmy Butler is not like a silver spoon type player. Like he wasn't a high draft pick, none of that shit. So every single thing he's got, he's, he's an orphan. Yeah. He's, he's had to work for everything he's got and he never yeah. has had like the expectation of like, uh, 
the treatment that these guys get that have high expectations. Um, and I think he, he, to look at a guy like Oladipo on a team where he like just kind of came out of nowhere. People, some people had were basically done with like whether or not what he could do. And all of a sudden he showed up and, and was awesome. But then to be in that type of situation, I don't think Jimmy Butler liked that too much. So I feel like that's another reason why Kyle Lowry was target number one. It's an odd chemistry now. Um, I think uh, with, with Oladipo after hearing your, that speech you just gave, actually it's an odd chemistry uh, that the heat have now uh, adding him. I think, I think you can only get better by having him anyway. So oh, I don't yeah. see it. It's not, it's not like it's an issue. Um, to go back to my original point though, um, is Tyler, Tyler Harrow is having a bad season, um, f- to be blunt. Um, yeah. it's, pr- it's probably the sophomore slump, which happens, right. Cause he had a decent rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually he had a pretty good rookie year. I should, I should, I should say it's better than decent. Yeah, right. And it was a yeah. weird one too. You know, it was the going to the finals. Virus yeah. Yeah. Going to the finals in your rookie year is, uh, is very rare and very awesome. So he might be having just a sophomore slump, but, um, is that, I mean, is that Riley's belief? Does he think like, okay, Harrow's just dealing with the second year, you know, whatever that is, uh, jitters or the yips. Uh, he's going to pick it up in the third year. And that's why we're unwilling, unwilling to get rid of him. He was willing to trade Duncan Robinson, as I understand. That could be one of those rumors that was put out there for yeah. whatever reason. But he was willing to trade Duncan Robinson, as I understand yeah. it. That makes sense to me because um, Tyler has been underperforming, but it's one of those things where, uh, I realized that I just hold him to a high standard because of the things I've seen him do. But then like on paper, when I look at it, he's like 21. I'm pretty yeah, sure he's super young. Yeah. And, I know. Uh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in this, uh, NBA simulation league that we'll probably talk about, uh, and maybe have some of the guys on the show one of these days, but, um, it's called nothing but net, uh, the MBN. And uh, you basically run a team. It's like a light. It's like a, what do you call it when fantasy just goes year over year? You know what I mean? Um, oh, a dynasty league. A dynasty league. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a dynasty league, but if it was all simulated in NBA 2K. And uh, the trade deadline w- was happening. And um, I had the opportunity to do a trade for w- uh, where I traded Tyler Hero to acquire DeMar DeRozan like in a, in a deal involving some other players and shit. And I was like thinking about it. I was really thinking about it. And I had a thought that uh, was kind of like, kind of solidified the whole thing for me, which was besides the fact that uh, I want to keep Tyler to be with Bam because that, that is good for the future. Um, But I was thinking about when Tyler scored 37 or 36, whichever it was in the Easter conference finals. To go to the finals. Yeah. And and then I was like, well, DeMar DeRozan's never done that. As, and I love DeMar DeRozan. And I feel like yeah. he he had an MVP case at times in Toronto. Um, but at the end of the day, he never did that, you know? And like, uh, as far as, I mean, and it's it's biased because... Tyler wasn't doing it alone and he, and the he whole heat team want, earned that. But uh, when a guy does that and he's only 21, I still haven't seen enough from him to, to feel comfortable with just letting him go, you know, because, well, uh, but you've also seen enough from him to say that you're definitely 
that, that you also have your doubts about letting him go. You see what I'm saying? It, it's kind of a paradox. Like, oh, yeah. You, yeah, like you, you want to like you, sell high or whatever. Yeah, because so so he's 21. You've seen him do some things on the court that make you raise your eyebrow. Um, he's had a rough second year. So when somebody offers you a trade and they say, here's an established veteran who's kind of in their prime and kind of half in their prime, half on their way out in DeMar DeRozan, right? Um, yeah. you, you say you, you, you second guessing is a smart thing. I, I think I, I see where you're coming from, right? Because you've seen enough from Tyler Hero to say he might have, he has some potential. Um, yeah. you can understand possibly trading him though, because DeMar DeRozan is DeMar DeRozan, right? He has that. Yeah, he's that ready to yeah. rock right now. You know? And Tyler Harrow's had a bad second season. And so if yeah. you got rid of him, you could possibly put, if you're adding DeMar DeRozan to a team yeah. that went to the finals last year, you could be putting yourself in position to win it this year. Yeah. Tyler hero is like, uh, when you take the cookies out of the oven and like, uh, they, they're perfect. They look great. You really fucking want to eat one. But if you ate it right now, it's, it's going to just fall apart. Cause it's like so hot, <laughs> soft and stuff. You got to let it cool down a little bit. And like, uh, a veteran player, like, uh, the Martin Rosen, you know, that's like a, one of those cookies you just buy, like you get at Jimmy John's or Subway <laughs> or the gas station or something. And it's in a little package. Uh-huh. Like it's ready to go. But Tyler Hero uh, still needs to, to cool down a little bit, you know, but it's, and he's got he needs some time to settle in, uh, <laughs> at least for me. Uh, I would always wonder, like, what if, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. if, if Especially they got rid of if- yeah, if you saw him go to a team and he just did completely better, yeah, that's that's a there's a big FOMO factor there, right? Like yeah. that's like the like the the Hornets right now have three former Celtics players in Rozier, Hayward, and um and now Wanamaker actually after the trade deadline, Wanamaker yeah. I, I could give two shits about, but Rozier and Hayward are feasting, and you're like, damn man, I wish they had, I wish we had been able to keep them on the Celtics, maybe we yeah. could be better right now, but you can't. That's a that's a slippery slope uh, when you get into that mindset because oh, yeah. you'll yeah, do I some, mean you'll do something ridiculous like off of motion and you, and not actually think about like right. you know, your your real chances here. Yeah, so FOMO is like an interesting like emotion to deal with there when it comes to stuff like that. But um, with regards to cookie opinions, um, I kind of prefer my cookies fresh baked and soft right out of the oven. So I don't know oh, about yeah. you. No, I don't want nothing to cool down. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. But it, but yeah. when they're like super duper fresh, sometimes it, they're so soft that like you, it'll just fall apart. And it, See, it sounds awesome be, to me. It'll still be. Oh no, it is. It is. But you're also probably gonna burn yourself too. You're yeah, that's true. That's true. Time, yeah, so you can get burned your type yeah. of pot I'm talking about. And then once <laughs> it gets like to where you can eat it, oh yeah, I, I want that cookie to be soft. That's what. Yeah. That's what we're trying to catch it in this okay. moment. You got to catch it right in that moment. And that's why, you know, I can't trade Tyler Hero because he's still cool enough. He just came out of the oven. He looks fantastic. It's perfect cookie. You know what I mean? Um, I think he's having a slump right now, but he only gets that scrutiny because of the things we've seen him do already. So right. we're, we're no, holding right. him to yeah. a, a ridiculous standard when you think about the fact that he's only 21 what is 27 year old Tyler hero like? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If he has, I want to see that, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. He's, he's got, he's got good mentors on the team and, and Jimmy and, 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 and Spolstra. 
Uh, so yeah, so I, I don't, I'm not worried about him. If he sticks around, if the, if Riley does not trade him, I, I he will get mentored correctly. So yeah. And um, not to mention his value, uh, you know, because of that, you know, I think, uh, this won't be their only opportunity to cash in on, on that piece and that trade chip. If, uh, if, if it ultimately, if that's what he becomes, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's, here's the interesting thing is, now he knows, and now Duncan Robinson knows. Both those guys know that they are trade chips. And I will oh, tell yeah. you right now. I will tell you right now, as a Celtics fan, once you know that you are have been shopped around, and you still end up on the team after the trade deadline, it's a weird vibe after that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think that's partially kind of uh, besides just being young and going through it. Uh, I think that's part of it too, because since the heat made the finals and they have Pat Riley, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there's been trade rumors ever since. And uh, they were, there were rumors with Harden. There were rumors with just, you know, you name it, you seen all the photoshops and all that. <laughs> and these guys, these young guys like Tyler, uh, they're, they're fucking looking at their phones and stuff like every day, like all the time, constantly. Sure. And uh, so he knows, he definitely knows. And I, and I agree with you that that is something that is hard to deal with. Um, I mean, Ray Allen was in his thirties and dealing with it and he couldn't deal with it. He was having a hard time being like, his feelings were hurt by the Celtics when they were shopping him around. And then they were like, well, we couldn't find a place for you. So go out there and still win for us. And he was like, man, fuck y'all. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. And which is, I thought being a little bit of a baby, but whatever, that's just me. So. Yeah. But um yeah. Yeah. Um the the heat situation is uh is chilling, I feel like. Uh I, I think he'll benefit from the fact that he was not traded and uh you know, they got Oladipo and then they pulled off a a, a pretty nice low key trade and getting a Bielitsa. Uh, yes, actually, I I want I was I was determining whether or not you wanted to mention that one because um, I was th- the Celtics were kind of low key looking at him as well, and I was kind of mildly excited about him. His numbers have dropped a little bit uh, this this year, but he is um, I mean he's he's shooting, and that's what I I kind of wanted the Celtics to maybe possibly go after him. If they didn't get him, I wasn't too disappointed. But um, then I saw you guys picked him up, and I was like, oh damn, that's that's a good pickup. For you guys, yeah, yeah, um, because lo- um, losing Kelly, um, that sounds like a movie or something. But, losing uh, Kelly, <laughs> losing Kelly, uh, he gets a lot. He's probably one of the most polarizing Heat players among the fan base. That a lot of people just hate him, and uh, and then at the on the other side, there's a lot of people that love him. You know, hate him or love him. At the end of the day, the Heat were at their best when he was on the floor, and yeah. uh, you know, he's it's a situation where uh, I think Spolstra tried, you know, to keep exploring the roster and seeing what his other options were. were. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Kelly Olynyk is like a very skilled player, and he he has the type of stuff that Spo likes, and um, he he helped the offense do what it does. And you know the limitations that you have with that, but uh, he still provides a lot of benefit. And so I think losing him to to get um, Oladipo 
is like a, a a bigger loss than what I think most Heat fans and fans in general would realize. And so I think it was a super savvy move to get Bielita, uh because he provides a lot of those exact things that they're going to miss from Kelly that if they didn't do that, I think a lot of Heat fans would change their tune by the end of the year and and been like, damn, like, oh, like that's what Kelly was doing. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I don't think they're going to have that take, to be honest. I, I think, I think most casual fans never look back and say, damn, I, I really miss this guy. Um, but the, but the true, well, if they like didn't, yourself, yeah, if yeah. they didn't get Bielitsa, I, you know, I really do think some of those, some of that stuff would be missing. They might have noticed, um, yeah. And then in that timeline, I, I think so. But yeah, now no one's going to give a shit because they're going to be fine. Yeah. But, um, but they're going to be fine. Because Bielitsa is going to come in and provide some of that stuff that Kelly brought um, all these years. Yeah, no, I mean, as a guy, I mean, yeah, he he played for the Celtics too, and man, um, he is uh, he gets a lot of shit, uh, and I get I get it because he looks awkward when he's on the floor. But no, he uh, for his height, for you know, he can shoot. He is he knows how to read defense as well. I mean, he's he's a liability at certain positions when he gets a. Uh, when there's mismatches and stuff, but, um, he is, he's, his attitude is what any coach looks for in a player. If if you could have, if you could have 15 Kelly Olynyk attitude type players, um, then, uh, then, you know, you're, that's, you're a happy coach to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets a lot of shit like for kind of being like slow footed. He is. But when you really like sit and watch him, uh, this man, there's nothing he can't do. He can handle right. the ball. He can pass the ball. He can set a good screen. He can get rebounds. He can shoot the three. Like, uh, you know, he's limited physically, but he's also seven feet tall, man. Like, yes. Basically. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a give and take right there w- with a guy like that. And uh, the modern game, has kind of played him off the court at times, but yes. back in the day, man, you know, I think he would have been feasting. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he's got a lot more skills than like Greg Ostertag. And, <laughs> like not trying to throw shade or anything. But, uh, I, I don't think reference, man. Yeah, that, guy's been, that guy's been to the finals twice. You get off. Greg yeah, Ostertag. no, that's true. That's yeah. true. But I, yeah. but I, I've seen Kelly hit like a step back three. Yeah. You know, yeah. and 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 run the ball up the court and yep. initiate the offense. So, like, uh, you know, his his uh decision making with the with passing and like uh setting screens and the dribble handoff, like uh, yep. Spo kind of like he was like, okay, there's some things you can't do, but you could do this thing really good. Yeah. So. Uh, he made this offense like back when the Heat were uh, a little bit shittier. Um, he, the offense was all these dribble handoffs and shit, and it was like, oh fuck, you're maximizing your guys. Like uh, Kelly Olynyk was amazing in that offense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he sets good. Yeah, you know, he's a good. He's a good. He's a team player, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I he's um, yeah. In, in any other in a different time, you're right. He might have been. Uh, I think the Celtics drafted him with the hope that he would be sort of a Dirk Nowitzki type. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that he's just not that type. He's not that he's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. 
It's not that tight. But, so, uh, anyways, think, fuck the heat. We spent way too much time. Yeah, we spent too much time in the fucking heat. But, <laughs> Uh, I think Kelly Olenek will always be uh, a special free ballers player just because oh, hell yeah. both both of our fan bases have had moments. With, with he's a guy. free ballers. He's a free ballers Hall of Famer. Actually, and, uh, he's, a, he's a ball of famer. Yeah, it, he's a ball of famer. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's unfortunate that like last season when the Heat made the finals that those injuries happened because that was the chance, you know, for for him to to do it, I feel. And uh I think also he would have had more of a legacy in, in Heat fans' minds. And uh I'll be one of those people arguing for his place in Heat history, like now yeah. that he's gone. And uh yeah, wish wish him the best because, you know. He's also he's a chill dude. He's Canadian. Yes, he's, he's not out there saying racial slurs. Yes, you know what I'm saying. That, that like, goes uh, that goes far into the heat the heat culture actually nowadays. Yeah, man. Like yeah, he, uh, you know you got to give him credit to quote you do. Yeah, <laughs> no, he had a memorable uh, game seven against the uh, against the Wizards when he was with the Celtics. Um, so yeah, he no, he's, yeah one of the top scorers in that game. So yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he, he's a Celtics legend and a heat legend as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I don't think we ever got your okay award though. I kind of like, we, we got all, well, it's, it's an important one. Um, I had a particular player in mind, but after the events of this past week, um, I'm giving my okay, okay award to my partner in crime here on the free ballers, Alexis Cordova, uh, well-deserved promotion to a chef of all things uh, <laughs> that you never expected. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you, you get the okay. Okay. Award for a guy who wasn't expecting to get promoted, got promoted. And there it is. Yeah. Damn. Uh, uh, I promise. I promise everyone. I wouldn't cry, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it, it's, it's been a whirlwind and uh, I really appreciate that. And like, uh, you're right. It's not something I ever thought I would do. It was kind of a job I was doing, like uh, in between playing music, and uh, it became something fun. And I actually really like it now. And um, I, I want to apologize to all the free ballers around the world uh, that uh, that that kind of held us up a bit because I had to immerse myself in that uh, to kind of make that happen. And now, you know, here I am. Uh, a, a fucking chef. So hey, it's pretty cool, and uh, I never thought I would ever do this shit. Yeah, put your uh, put your Jordan cry face on, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, walk the walk. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, I could give a whole speech and like talk shit about like all the chefs and cooks and shit that stare <laughs> down along the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but. Nah, that's not my energy. Like, I'm super grateful. I like reached out to a lot of the people that that taught me all everything I learned. Cause uh, you know, when I first showed up at that place, I I was the only person who didn't go to culinary school. It's a fucking dishwasher, and like, uh, it was just something I was doing for a little money in between tours, and uh, ended up learning a whole lot of stuff from a lot of brilliant people in there, and. Uh, find myself doing stuff all the time that that i didn't think i was capable of so that's always a cool feeling and then hopefully now getting back in the flow of things uh you know we'll be able to keep the pod coming at you uh uh, on the regular but 
kind of had to had to go through it for a minute to sure go after it and uh made it happen you know in true free baller fashion also uh, i'd like to push uh blue wire hustle um our uh our podcast sponsor yeah our pimps like straight hustle pimps don't say pimps. Come on, man. You're <laughs> you're something. <laughs> I can bring that money to daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Can't believe it. Uh, John Oliver uh, would say, "Business daddy." Yeah, business daddy for sure. Yeah, you're, that's how he talks about AT and T. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, no, there are uh, there are daddies for sure. Gotta love them. Uh, definitely check <laughs> check out all the Blue Wire Hustle pods. There's a lot of cool people on there. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to be hearing from some of them on this very podcast. And uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, FreeBallersPod, as well as uh, email, uh, FreeBallersPod at gmail.com. Uh, honestly, like, uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not, uh, honestly, just talk some shit. Just come at me, bro. Oh, please like, talk come, shit. Come yeah. at us. Uh, let's let's keep it spicy. Let's keep it fun. And uh, I can't know, wait to destroy some out. people. Oh my god! I can't wait to destroy some. Like bring some people. Who, bring bring me the ne- bring me the negative Celtics fans that are unhappy about the Fournier trade. I will fucking I will I will talk you into a loop, and you will you you don't know you don't know nothing. That's all I gotta say, bro. You don't know Nan. <laughs> you don't know Nan. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a negative Celtics fan, I want you to Google Fournier and click on images right now. Yeah, damn. I'm a negative Celtics fan, so I'm going to have to go ahead and do that <laughs> myself. That's fair. And on that note, um, you know, love y'all. Catch y'all later. Thanks for listening. And uh, John, you got any parting words? My parting words are, um, I hope y'all enjoyed the drama yesterday. Um, congrats to Alex once again for his promotion well, well deserved um, I, w- I mean uh, I appreciate that he's focused on being a preparer of foods um, I wish yeah, he was going to benefit you down the line I see that I see is that. that so okay I wasn't even you know what now that you said that I'll take back what I was about to say so never mind so okay <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah free ballers uh, you know check out all like Alex said check out all of the other uh, you know blue wire hustle podcast that you can find and uh yeah give us a listen rate us five stars preferably but one star if you want to be spicy i don't know how the algorithm algorithm works but uh just leave a really salacious review you know man we live in a world we live in a world of algorithms so just do some like search engine optimization review like just (laughs) your views just like basketball hilarious uh james harden (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.